Show. Hope your afternoon is off to a fantastic start. We have some fun in store for you today, including the National Football League. Your Carolina Panthers host the Pittsburgh Steelers on Thursday night when all 32 teams will be in action and playing their final preseason matchups. David Tepper's current team against David Tepper's former team. He was a minority owner of the Steelers. No Cam Newton, of course, on Thursday night. Most of the other key players around the NFL and in Carolina will be off as well. But remember, as it is all about the bottom half of those NFL rosters, 90-man rosters must become 53-man rosters by this Saturday. That is a massive cut. It's different than the way it was done years ago. You can stash 10 more if they're inexperienced enough on your practice squad. But a whole lot of guys, Panthers and otherwise, fighting for jobs on Thursday night and into the weekend. Meanwhile, it is college football week one. And I believe from Thursday through Monday, as people, coaches, athletes, teams, we know well around the ACC or around the state of North Carolina. I believe that in my 33-year career covering college football in this state, there is as good a combination of ACC football headlines worth following and state of North Carolina football headlines worth following as I have encountered in my 33 years. Why do I say that? Keep in mind, whereas we crank out national champions, our colleges and universities here in North Carolina do. As we come at you in almost 300 North Carolina cities and towns here on the syndicated David Glenn Show, we all lost count of NCAA titles in men's basketball. We've got them in women's basketball, men's lacrosse, women's lacrosse. We've got national champions in golf and tennis and swimming and wrestling and all sorts of other things. We've never had an FBS level football national title. And for long stretches, our state was mostly irrelevant in most of the biggest football conversations, even as in baseball and basketball and virtually everything else at the pro level. Y'all know the deal. The Panthers often matter. The Hurricanes finally matter again. NASCAR calls the state of North Carolina home. Our great state is almost always in the middle of the action, as the saying goes. Not so much at the top level of college football, and yet because of Clemson to our south as the preseason number one. Trevor Lawrence, quarterback for the Tigers, among those high-profile guys on the field. We have new coaches in our backyard. Mac Brown, part two at UNC. It's not supposed to be a legendary debut, part two for Mac Brown. The Tar Heels are not expected to be a great team, maybe not even a good team. But it's a more energized Carolina football program. They sold out their season tickets. Who knows? They have a shot against South Carolina, a Gamecocks team that they face in Charlotte. They are not expected to be world beaters by SEC standards, just as the Tar Heels are expected to be below average this year by ACC standards. But Mac Brown's the new guy in Chapel Hill. You have Eli Drinkwitz expected to just kind of continue carrying the torch from Scott Satterfield at App State. Coach Sat now at Louisville. Not high expectations there for him as the Cardinals have to deal with Notre Dame on Monday night. Good luck with that assignment. But Eli Drinkwitz, formerly of NC State, high expectations. 
Mountaineers picked to win the Sun Belt. Mike Houston is the new guy at ECU. Does any Pirates fan out there have any doubt that the Pirates team that shows up to face NC State this Saturday is going to be one you can be proud of in stark, whatever the score is, in stark contrast to the true embarrassment, I mean black eye on your program and a lasting one because of how the Pirates just completely melted down in that rivalry game against the Wolfpack at the end of last year. There are other new faces around the ACC at head coach. There are new faces including Matt McKay, the new starter at NC State as a quarterback. He was brilliant here in North Carolina in the high school ranks. Sam Howell, true freshman. They believe in Chapel Hill. There has never been a true freshman starting specifically at the quarterback position, specifically in a season opener. They've been playing football there for more than 100 years, right? This is a first, and he's a guy who set even more records in the North Carolina high school ranks, originally going to Florida State. Mac Brown gets hired after Larry Fedora's dismissal. He signs with the Tar Heels instead of the Seminoles. Next thing you know, here's spring practice. He does well as an early enrollee. Here's fall practice. He does well again, and he's going to be the starter for the Tar Heels against the Gamecocks this coming weekend in Charlotte. We have coaches under scrutiny around the ACC and around the state of North Carolina. We even have two teams in the preseason top 25 at the FCS level with Sam Washington and the North Carolina A&T Aggies and the new head coach, Tony Trishiani, and the Elon Phoenix, also in the preseason top 25. Remember, he was promoted from defensive coordinator. So a lot of new guys, a lot of standbys. A&T has become a traditional power at that level. And some teams with fighting chances. Y'all know that I believe Wake Forest has a chance to have one of the best seasons it's had in my three decades covering the Demon Deacons. Maybe not the Jim Grove 2006 ACC title, given the presence of those Clemson Tigers in, the, in that division of the ACC. But Dave Clawson, at this stage of his tenure, has two quality quarterbacks, has good players elsewhere on both sides of the ball, faces a fun team, by the way, Utah State this Friday night. If you don't know much about Utah State, quick note, they were 11-2 last year. And they have the best offensive player in the Mountain West Conference. And he plays the most important position on the field. And I got some tasty mints, courtesy of Utah State, as a voter in various national awards. I got some tasty promotional mints with the quarterback's name on it. It actually could be more fun than you think. The young man's name is Jordan Love. He's the preseason offensive player of the year in the Mountain West Conference. That is an FBS league, remember. 11-2 and two a year ago, Jordan Love, Utah State quarterback. Y'all know we like Jamie Newman and Sam Hartman on the quarterback depth chart for the Deeks. But Jordan Love is being promoted as a Heisman Trophy candidate. That's the Utah State quarterback. The cute mints are shaped in the shaped as hearts. You get it? Jordan Love, tasty mints shaped as hearts. You never know what you're going to get in promotional material from college football programs at this time of year. A little bit of a lot of things on college football as week one begins Thursday. And remember, there are games all the way through Monday night. So the our teams, quote-unquote, ACC and State of North Carolina – they're in the spotlight. It's Clemson opening with Georgia Tech. First football game ever on the ACC Network. That's this Thursday night. Friday, Utah State, that quarterback, Jordan Love, against those Deacons. ACC Network, Friday night football. 
So you get another national spotlight there because there are not as many games on a Friday night. Saturday, you got ECU at NC State. You got Duke going against number two Alabama and Nick Saban. You've got UNC against that other Carolina, the Gamecocks in Charlotte. You have ACC matchups, Virginia Tech, Boston College, UVA, Pittsburgh. I mentioned Clemson, Georgia Tech. You have Syracuse opening at Liberty. You have Florida State taking on a Boise State team that is another of the best of the Mountain West Conference with Willie Taggart under the microscope as the second-year head coach of the Seminoles. And then Monday night, you ramp it all the way through. It is Brian Kelly and the Fighting Irish of Notre Dame carrying a number nine national ranking to the Louisville Cardinals now being led by Scott Satterfield, formerly of App State. The Cardinals have been picked near the ACC basement, and they do have a heck of a challenge right out of the gate for Coach Sat. More on those college football items. A little bit of tennis. It was personal last night, I believe, as Serena Williams smacked former world number one Maria Sharapova out of the U.S. Tennis Open. Greensboro's John Isner is the only American man still standing among seeded players. They seed 32 guys. I grew up in a world where John McEnroe, an American, and Jimmy Connors, an American, were going back and forth winning the U.S. Open every year. We have one guy in the 32 seed positions still standing. There were only two, and one of the two lost yesterday. So John Isner will carry his number 14 seed into his match a little bit later this afternoon, as always representing the great city of Greensboro, the great state of North Carolina, and his Georgia Bulldogs, big college football fan, among other things. John Isner underway today. The Goats, Djokovic, Federer both won yesterday. Nadal gets underway today. And that female Goat, Serena Williams, was absolutely dominant last night. Questions for you, including a question of the day that allows for your participation. Besides Andrew Luck's surprise retirement as a 29-year-old pro ball quarterback for the Colts, what is the most important thing that has happened to any team so far in the NFL preseason? I don't believe there are a lot of important things that have happened, but I believe that some teams have a different outlook right now than they had a month ago because of the best answers to the question of the day. Besides Andrew Luck's surprise retirement, what's the most important thing that has happened to any team so far in the NFL preseason? We are three-quarters of the way through those preseason games. All of those finales, again, will be Thursday night as college football ramps up its regular season. Did rock star party boy Rob Gronkowski just offer wisdom and perspective that could help folks better understand the Andrew Luck decision. There are some haters out there, even as more are defending Andrew Luck. Some didn't like various aspects of Luck's pulling of the plug. We heard from some of the haters yesterday. Rob Gronkowski, who also retired, remember, at 29 years old. That is unusually young, even by modern NFL standards. Gronk, with some wisdom and perspective? Yes, on the other side, we'll give you Rob Gronkowski in his own words. Will Brinson's going to join us on the NFL from CBS Sports. Jim Zoki's going to join us on the Panthers from that radio broadcast team. Lewis Bowling knows Alabama football and Duke football incredibly well. The writer and the author drops by third hour. He's been with us before. He is always interesting. Martin Jarman is the Boston College Athletic Director. He is a North Carolina native. He was born in Goldsboro, raised in Fayetteville. His mom and dad, Matt and Virginia, 
Virginia and Matt, I guess, would be the sharper way to put it. They still live here in North Carolina. Martin was recently named to the Sports Business Journal's 40 under 40. He's only 38 years old when he was hired in the Power Five at BC. He was the youngest AD in those leagues at the time of his hiring. Martin Jarman, he's been with us before. Also a lot of fun. Four great guests later. Your phone calls now. We'll get into a little bit of a lot of things. One of the most unusual careers in NBA history took another interesting turn today. More on that story and that guy. Your answers to the question of the day. My answer to the question of the day, what is that most important thing that's happened to any team in the NFL this preseason? Again, besides Andrew Luck's retirement, I would think we'd all agree that would be number one on the list. 1-800-849-2761. Four great guests later. Carly Lloyd is in the headlines. Serena Williams, Rob Gronkowski, in his own words on the other side. And you can be next. 1-800-849-2761. That's how you can join us on the David Glenn Show. If my low and away curve that barely paints the black so frequently that nobody can hit it, you're going to tell me I got to throw change-ups, fastballs, and sliders all the time? Oh, it's too difficult to hit TTG's <laughs> low and away curveball. Wah, 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 wah. You're listening to The David Glenn Show. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Four great guests all later, NFL, college football, and otherwise. An NFL question of the day allows for your statewide participation. Besides Andrew Luck's surprise retirement, which we discussed in detail yesterday, what is the most important thing that's happened to any team so far in the entire NFL preseason? My answer impacts a guy from our state that I root for at the NFL level whose chances one month ago, and think of your favorite NFL team or maybe the team you hate the most, for most of them, my opinion hasn't changed from late July to late August. For a few of them, it has changed. Now, the Panthers dodged the bullet, apparently, because Cam Newton's ankle-slash-left foot issue doesn't seem to be that big of a deal. He's working out with the trainers. He'll be back on the field soon. He's not going to play Thursday in the preseason finale, but he wouldn't have played even if he were healthy in the preseason finale, in that case against the Pittsburgh Steelers. He is expected to be well enough by September 8th to be there at Bank of America Stadium when the Panthers host the L.A. Rams in that game that matters, the regular season opener. The L.A. Chargers, led by a guy who will turn 38 years old this December, Philip Rivers, formerly of NC State, a month ago, I imagined a star running back named Melvin Gordon helping Philip Rivers as one more offensive weapon. That Melvin Gordon is still holding out a month later. We had a dozen or so holdouts to think about back then. All but a few have actually signed. That's the way it usually works. The Cowboys still haven't gotten Zeke Elliott into camp, but it sounds like they're trending in the right direction, right? The Chargers and Melvin Gordon seem to be getting more filled with animosity in their conversations. So rather than picturing Phillip Rivers with that guy as his go-to running back, the way LaDainian Tomlinson was for the Chargers long ago, Gordon's numbers in some categories have been the best for that franchise since the LT of Chargers fame. Meanwhile, you know, one of the biggest departures, if you will, 
of the preseason was, again, after Andrew Luck retiring as the Pro Bowl, say, uh, Pro Bowl quarterback of the Indianapolis Colts. And we'll give you Rob Gronkowski in his words in just a minute, offering wisdom and perspective that could help the Luck haters understand the nature of his decision. Luck, like Gronk, retired at the age of 29. That sounds like you could be in your prime. In fact, they've both been the NFL Comeback Player of the Year. They both retired exactly at the age of 29. They're both multi-time pro bowlers, and they both had a history of serious physical problems. Very different dudes off the field, right? Andrew Luck runs a book club. Gronk has casino night style rock style rock star parties on yachts and sells tickets to attend such things sometimes with hollywood celebrities as the entertainment gronk beat up his body in various ways on the field and off the field andrew luck really only on the field with the cracked rib and the lacerated kidney and at least one diagnosed concussion and the more recent leg problems etc we'll give you rob gronkowski in his own words here shortly but not only did the Chargers in the last month lose, in air quotes, Melvin Gordon. We'll see if that comes to a good resolution for L.A. at some point before or before the regular season opener or maybe early in that campaign. And the best or one of the best defensive players that the Chargers have, again, if you're trying to paint a picture where an almost 38-year-old Phillip Rivers finally gets to the promised land, if not winning the Super Bowl, getting to a Super Bowl for the first time in an otherwise Hall of Fame caliber career. It's the only thing the guy hasn't done. He's even been to the AFC title game. He's put up insane numbers. Like, I grew up with Dan Fouts as the legendary passer for the Chargers. Now I've gotten to see Phillip Rivers over this last decade plus as the legendary passer for the Chargers. Like Fouts... Philip may end up never getting to that promised land, but I thought this year's team, were it intact, was everybody healthy? Were there no key holdouts? I think this year's Chargers team, you're not going to put them above the Patriots, but you would put them, or I would, among the half a dozen teams that have the best chance of making a run at a Super Bowl title. Well, if you remove the LT like Melvin Gordon from the offensive side of the ball, and I don't know who would be considered the worst injury of the NFL preseason, but it has to be on the short list. The guy we watched play at Florida State with distinction, Derwin James, one of the best safeties I've seen in my years covering the ACC and one of the best young safeties, I think, to hit the NFL in the last decade. His foot injury, last I saw, is going to keep him out for the entire season. So who has changed the most from a month ago until now? Besides Andrew Luck's surprise retirement, what is the most important thing that's happened to any team so far in the preseason? I say it's the Chargers. There is no NFL team where you can take one of the two or three best offensive players off and one of their two or three best defensive players off, and they're not going to feel it. The NFL is not as top-heavy as, say, the NBA, where if you lose one of your big three, you're not winning the NBA title. You might be good but you're not winning the NBA title. The NFL is not that extreme, but think about it. Take Luke Keekley off the Panthers' defense and Cam Newton off the Panthers' offense. Guess what? Your optimistic 10-6 and six projection very quickly becomes a pessimistic 6-10 and 10 projection. Something short of that has happened to the Chargers, again, pending whether Melvin Gordon ends his, his holdout. There is no Derwin James magic wand plug him back in. He's out most likely for the season. He actually had a screw 
inserted into his foot surgically because of an injury in high school. Derwin James, one of those like mega star high school prospects that the Seminoles of Florida State signed and then developed and turned into an NFL player. He had such physics class type pressure when he made a cut. The screw in his surgically repaired foot from his high school days snapped. I mean, we try to cut on dimes around here at the big tailgate tour. I don't think we're creating the kind of force that would snap the surgically implanted screw in our foot. Derwin James had that happen. Melvin Gordon has been a no-show. That is the most important combination of developments for any single team that I have seen in the preseason so far this year. Your answers to that same question will give you Rob Gronkowski in his own words on the other side. Did the party boy rock star, far more famous for catching passes from Tom Brady and then lighting it up in the nightlife, what did the Daytona 500 winner Kurt Busch tell us, Darren? He partied with Gronk. Yeah, the so they're both uh, monster energy drink partners. So they were incorporated in the same party after Kurt won the Daytona 500, and he kept him out. Kurt said, I think he told us he only got one hour of sleep that night. And Kurt's thinking, I love partying with Gronk. <laughs> I love celebrating a Daytona 500 win. But then he asked Gronk, like, what's your schedule moving forward? Like, how, how much can we become rock star party buddies? And Gronk's like, man, I'm good all the way till camp. And, <laughs> and Kurt Busch is like, dude, I got to try to win a race next week. I can't be hanging around with you. Did the party boy rock star Rob Gronkowski actually, within the last 24 hours, as everybody's reacting better or worse to the surprise Andrew Luck retirement, did the party boy actually offer wisdom and worldly perspective, Confucius style, that could help the Andrew Luck critics understand his situation a little bit better i believe he did gronk had an ulterior motive while sharing his personal experience again as a guy who retired exactly at 29 years old just as andrew luck did over the weekend gronk in his own words all of our guests are later in hours number two and three a lot of college football on the way and yes your question of the day besides luck's retirement What's the most important thing that's happened to any team so far in the NFL preseason? The Chargers looked really promising to me all summer long. Due to two key missing players, I don't like Phillip's Rivers, Phillip Rivers' chances of finally reaching that holy grail nearly as much right now than I did as I did 30 days ago. 1-800-849-2761. Your answers to our NFL question of the day. And Rob Gronkowski, party boy, in his own words, next on The David Glenn Show. Ruffin McNeil, welcome back. I know we'll always be a huge part of you and your family. You know, this will be my last coaching stop. After this, yeah, maybe join you on a radio show or Amen. do some of that. Yeah. We'll be, we'll be doing some remote shows from your boat in the middle of the Caribbean somewhere <laughs> if I have my way. You're listening to The David Glenn Show. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Four great guests later, Will Brinson, CBS on the NFL, Jim Zoki, Panthers Radio Network on Carolina. Steelers are coming to town. More importantly, the Rams will be here on September 8th. Lewis Bowling is a writer and an author who knows a lot about Alabama football and a lot about Duke football, and I mean the history of both. He is based here in North Carolina. He has a fascinating article out as we speak 
on the history and multiple connections between Alabama and Duke. The most known, I would imagine, around here is that Duke's coach, David Cutcliffe, the guy who gave the Blue Devils a rebirth after about a half century of misery on the gridiron. He has put them back on the map. What is it, six bowls in the last seven years after we got used to the Devils going like one in 10 or one in 11 year after year after year under a variety of coaches. Coach Cut is an Alabama grad, so he knows the Bear Bryant to Nick Saban story and a lot of other details. He is the current leader of those Blue Devils. We'll talk with the author and writer, Lewis Bowling, third hour, Jim Zoki and Will Brinson later, and the Boston College Athletic Director, Martin Jarman. He's from North Carolina, still has family here, born and raised here. He's a UNC Wilmington Seahawk. Martin Jarman, now of the Boston College Eagles. We'll talk about the launch of the ACC Network. Last week, the first game in terms of football will be Thursday, Georgia Tech at Clemson. You also need the ACC Network to see Utah State at Wake Forest on Friday. You need the ACC Network to see ECU at NC State on Saturday at noon. You need the ACC Network to see Virginia Tech at Boston College, UVA at Pitt, uh, and others in these opening weeks. A lot of friends to the north who get Comcast as their cable company still don't have the ACC network. I know most of you here in North Carolina, either as a DirecTV customer or a Spectrum cable customer, or some of you various fiber or internet customers, uh, that's how you get your TV. Most in North Carolina have had this problem fixed. Most in Virginia have not. And Virginia Tech's own athletic director, Whit Babcock, who told me for a couple of deep dive articles, I, as a consumer, am changing. I'm leaving Comcast Xfinity, and I'm going to somewhere else that's carrying the ACC network. He did it. He tweeted about it recently, said he was entering his name in the TV transfer portal. A quick reference to what athletes do nowadays when they want to switch schools. I'm entering my name in the port. It's called the transfer portal. So Whit Babcock put his name into the TV transfer portal and ended up leaving a carrier that hasn't yet agreed to carry the ACC network and joining one that has. Got to watch his Hokies, right? He's the athletic director at Virginia Tech. That's a must-have in the Babcock household. He was rolling his eyes at the idea that he got the Big Ten network on his Xfinity package, and he got the SEC network. I'm an ACC athletic director. You got to hook me up, dude. Comcast, not yet, and they are the biggest cable company in America and the prominent cable company in the Commonwealth of Virginia, among other places. 1-800-849-2761. One thing I promised in the leftovers for the Andrew Luck conversation, and I'd say, I don't know, 80-plus percent of our audience was trying to take the empathetic route with Andrew Luck. I don't know everything about why you're walking away from so many millions of dollars. Your own owner said you might make half a billion dollars had you not chosen to retire as a pro bowler in your prime coming off a comeback player of the year type season. Half a billion dollars, according to Jim Irsay, is what Andrew Luck is walking away from. Some of you called him a quitter. Some of you said that he was letting his teammates down in a sport where you just can't let that happen. Some of you were just mad because he screwed up your fantasy league team. I know some leagues wait until closer to the regular season to have their draft. That would be good <laughs> for you. If you have it earlier and you picked Andrew Luck with a high selection, I can see why that would hurt a little bit. I would just ask you to try to find somewhere inside of you a now Gronk-like, and wait do you hear Rob Gronkowski, party boy in his own words, a Gronk-like ability to just try to think 
in the other people in the other person's shoes. Gronk lived in those shoes, right? Lots of injuries off the field. In his case, rock star lifestyle off the field. He retired at 29. No real criticism. Different time of year he retired. Already a three-time Super Bowl champ in his case. Multi-time Pro Bowler. And he's not a quarterback. I think we all know. Andrew Luck being a quarterback on a team that had high expectations this year and still has some expectations with former Wolfpack star Jacoby Brissett as the new starting QB. The 80-plus percent seem to say, I might not understand everything, Andrew Luck, that you're going through, but when you talk about it as the hardest decision of your life and you're talking about your long-term future as a guy who plays a violent game in a world where we see all sorts of relatively young former NFL players like needing nursing care and you know their wives to feed them because of brain disease and other injuries related to playing football and or getting too many knocks on the noggin uh, over too many years there was that 10 to 20 percent that were just going all hatchet job on Andrew Luck Rob Gronkowski has stood on those in those shoes did retire at 29 as we come to your calls on the question of the day I gave you my Chargers example what's the most important thing besides Luck's retirement that happened to any single NFL team so far in the preseason Chargers with Melvin Gordon at running back and Derwin James at safety, you know, pro bowl type talents on both sides of the ball. I like Phillip Rivers' chance of making a run. Take those two guys away. I don't like the Chargers' chances nearly as much, and Phillip ain't getting any younger. More of your answers to that question of the day. This was Rob Gronkowski. There is an ulterior motive, and Darren, does he get into the ulterior motive here, or is he just talking about the physical beating that he took? Yeah, this is a specifically a story that he hopes will provide some perspective. There were there were portions of his appearance that that started with. I had a lot of pain in my career, and then he spun it toward this this CBD product right. that he's promoting, but that wasn't the case in this. Okay, this so way. he is promoting the CBD product for pain relief. He's like, listen, the science is evolving. We have a lot of pro athletes in a lot of pain. You get mad of them, mad at them when they smoke marijuana, legally or illegally. You certainly don't want to contribute to the opioid epidemic. And now we have this product that is marijuana-related but with a twist. Many of you know some of those details already. And he, is, of course, is part pitchman here. But he was also inevitably asked about Andrew Luck's shocking retirement in his prime at 29 years old. Gronk got the benefit of the doubt given his litany of physical issues and given his contributions as a Super Bowl champ and a comeback player of the year and a five-time Pro Bowler. Andrew Luck is not getting the benefit of the doubt from as many people for a variety of reasons. All of us are better people when before the angry, knee-jerk, mean-spirited reaction to whatever, in sports or politics or society or community, when you just take a second, sometimes a minute, sometimes a little bit longer, to put yourself in another person's shoes. Would you ever imagine that a Super Bowl champion would spend... Part of the aftermath of winning it all, crying himself to sleep because he's in so much physical pain. Nobody thinks about that. You grow up dreaming about being a star in this or that. For me, it was baseball. For you, maybe it was playing in the NFL. The overwhelming majority of us fall short of that dream. Nobody dreams about such intense pain that you can't sleep at night. Nobody dreams. You might dream about the catch that wins the Super Bowl. You might not. Well, you nobody dreams about the injury that was so deep in you 
that you didn't have enough things available to kill the pain and you couldn't sleep at night while celebrating the Super Bowl. Here's how Gronk put it in his words. And if you still want to hate Gronk or Andrew Luck or any combination of these athletes who retire early, after hearing these sorts of stories, you're looking at the world differently than I am. And in some cases, you might just be a flat-out bad person. Here's Rob Gronkowski with some wisdom and perspective. Andrew Luck uh, was obviously, from what he said, he was clearly in a lot of pain. And I can definitely relate to Andrew Luck in that situation. And in the Super Bowl, uh, about a couple minutes into the second quarter, I caught a pass on the left side, cut over, the linebacker took me right out, right here in my quad. I flipped in the air, and I knew my quad was, was done. It was right there and then. I was like, last game, Super Bowl game, just give it all you have. And I got done with the game. I could barely walk. I'm at the after party. I go to the after party like this. I sit down, and I'm just chilling all day, like the rest of the night till like 3 a.m. I try to go to bed. I slept for five minutes that night. I couldn't even think. I was in tears in my bed after a Super Bowl victory. It didn't make that much sense to me. And then for four weeks, I couldn't even sleep for more than 20 minutes a night after a Super Bowl win. And I was like, damn, like, this sucks. Like, it didn't feel good. And six weeks, it was one of the biggest, deepest thigh bruises I ever got. I had internal bleeding. I took out 200 milliliters of blood four weeks later. And then another week later, even more started flowing in. I took out 500 milliliters of blood. And then I took out 300 more milliliters of blood from my quad. So it's a total of 1,000 milliliters I took out of my quad. A thousand milliliters out of the quad, I, I'm telling you, like, it's not, it's not normal. It was like record breaking at the hospital. I was like, you know, I like to break records. <laughs> yeah. So I feel for Andrew Luck, and, and I feel for him, and that's just a story about what players deal through and how it can affect you off the field, too. Imagine the, the people around you for, four, for my four weeks just trying to take care of me. And I'm not in a good place, and I'm, I like it. Just it just doesn't bring joy to your life. That was the legendary Patriots tight end Rob Gronkowski. A little wisdom, a little perspective. I am not asking anybody to get out the violins for Andrew Luck or Rob Gronkowski or anybody else. They made millions of dollars. At this stage of NFL history, these guys are going in eyes wide open about the physical risks that they're taking. Now, remember, for decades, the NFL was lying about those risks and even had some doctors and scientists lying about those risks for them when it came to head injuries and other things. Nowadays, I'm not asking for violins. They made their choices. They've got money in the bank that most of us do not have. It's a trade, and they decided to make that trade. I'm asking you to think about the downsides, the real-life aspect of not being able to sleep more than 20 minutes a night. That's something a lot of Americans, maybe not only 20 minutes a night, but a lot of Americans have major sleeping problems. Did you know the downside not only included the risk of higher percentage chance of brain disease? Did you know the risk included instead of celebrating a Super Bowl win? supposed to be the peak of your career crying yourself to sleep at night because you can't stay asleep for longer than 20 minutes at a time like Andrew Luck called it the hardest decision of his life if somebody you cared about was coming upon the hardest decision of his or her life you would listen you, you might not see it as all that tricky oh, a guy's so rich he can step away if he wants to oh the guy's 
letting his teammates down. I'm not saying it was the perfect time to do it or the perfect way to do it, but Andrew Luck clearly communicated with his team in ways that he didn't have an obligation to communicate to you or me about what he was feeling two years ago while sitting out an entire season or what he was feeling during this offseason while battling those incessant leg issues. Just have an open mind, have an open heart. Again, no violins required. I'm not asking, my sympathy well doesn't go that deep. There are plenty of people in the world who need our help and sympathy far more than multimillionaire professional athletes. But before you get into attack mode, listen to stories like that and at least contemplate for a short time whether attack mode is still the right way to go. 1-800-849-2761. Archie wants in from Greensboro. We have the NFL question of the day. He wants in on the Panthers. You can jump in on any NFL team. Besides Luck's retirement, what is the most important thing that's happened to any team so far in this preseason? I believe the Chargers have gone from a true contender to something less than that because of the injury to Derwin James at safety and the holdout by Melvin Gordon at running back. Phillip Rivers needs more help. That's been the theme of his entire career in San Diego slash L.A. He turns 38 this December. I wished a better set of circumstances upon him. More college football, more NFL with your help, and a little bit on a lot of other things. Carly Lloyd is in the headlines. John Isner, Serena Williams. And why is a Jacksonville Jaguars long snapper offering to buy season tickets from Colts fans who are asking for their money back on their season tickets because of the surprise retirement by Andrew Luck. Why would a Jaguars player care and put up his own money because he cares so much in defense of Andrew Luck? That story with your calls, 1-800-849-2761, next on The David Glenn Show. Dabo Sweeney, welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Yeah, How man. are you, man? Good to see you. It's great to How see you. Been? I saw that you took your family to Italy. It was unbelievable to go to Rome and to stand at the Coliseum that was built in 80, <laughs> 80, <laughs> 80 the original Death Valley, you know, literally. This is the David Glenn Show. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Darren, I didn't mention this to you, but on the family's trip to London, we spent most of our time in London proper. Saw all sorts of cool things. Churchill's war room where they he kind of piloted the good guys, so to speak, in World War II. We went to the best restaurants, the best museums. My daughter was into the art. Uh, we went to that Tottenham, Aston Villa Premier League soccer match that was off the charts fantastic. We visited the city of Bath in the United Kingdom, where you ever hear like the Roman bathhouses? The city of Bath still has like a pristine condition, old school Roman bathhouse. So we went out and saw, you know what Stonehenge is, right? With the funky rocks and where'd they come from and why are they here in the middle of nowhere in the United Kingdom and how'd they get the big ones up there to balance on the other big ones and why here and what's up with this? Stonehenge Bath, that's UK. We have a call from Bath, North Carolina, which I know is near the Atlantic Ocean. I'm not sure I've been there, but I met somebody from Bath, and at the time, this is Bath, North Carolina, not Bath, United Kingdom. Bath, United Kingdom is a pretty big city, and it was worth going to the Roman Bath houses if you ever have a chance. The Glenn family recommends it. Bath, North Carolina, I was told by the only person from Bath that I've ever met that there are only a couple hundred people in all of Bath, which means that Mark in Bath, North Carolina – 
chiming in today on the statewide David Glenn show must be one of those couple hundred people. Mark, are you guys, uh, have you hit quadruple digits in population yet in Bath, North yeah, Carolina? Uh, we're under 500. All right. Well, we're honored to talk to one of the uh, under 500. Good to have you with us. Yeah, well, I love your show, Dave. Thank Thanks you. a lot. Sure. Um, yeah, the, the biggest development to me in the preseason may be Tyreek Hill not being suspended. Mm, that's with a, his, that's with creative. His history, you, you team him up with Mahomes, and they should be just about unstoppable. <laughs> I mean, he's the fastest guy in the NFL. So you take the guy with the, the biggest arm in the NFL and, they're, they're, they're my fantasy. You, you know, it's interesting. Almost all of our answers today, and I am really glad that one member of the small population of Bath, North Carolina, contributed today. And thanks for your kind words, Mark. I'll give you some kind words. Almost all of our answers today are injuries, holdouts, and suspensions. Like Mark turned that frown upside down, right? He's thinking outside the box. If Tyreek Hill, as one of the most explosive dynamic players in the entire NFL, had gotten what looked likely for a while, a massive suspension, the Chiefs' picture changes. They're still dangerous, but they're not as dangerous. I'll still take my Chargers as the team that has changed the most in the last 30 days, but I like your observation, and I thank you for listening. Let me get some others in here. Andrew is in Greenville and has the NFL on his mind. Welcome to the David Glenn Show. Martin Jarmond, North Carolina native, Boston College Athletic Director, is going to join us to talk ACC Network and other things. At 38 years old, was the youngest AD in all the Power Five when he was hired at BC two years ago to join the ACC. Andrew, what's going on? Hey, David, how's it going? Doing well. What's on your mind? Uh, I was just thinking uh, one of the most underrated new rookie quarterbacks has been Ryan Finley from North Carolina State. Uh, he's had a very good preseason. He has 17 incompletions, thrown for over 400 yards, and has three touchdowns. And I was just wondering what you thought as of, like, why he wasn't getting as much hype as, say, a Daniel Jones or a Kyler Murray when he's outperforming them. Yeah, I would say two main reasons. One, if you're not going to be the starter, he's behind Andy Dalton in Cincinnati, you're not going to get as much love. And by the way, I agree with Andrew's assessment. There was nothing inaccurate about Andrew's description of former Wolfpack star Ryan Finley's adjustment to the NFL. We know how headlines work. We know how spotlights work. If you're the projected starter, you're going to get more attention. So Kyler Murray, projected starter in Arizona. If you're a high first-round draft pick, you're going to get more attention, more scrutiny, good and bad headlines, right? So that applies to Kyler Murray in Arizona. That applies to former Duke star number six overall with the New York Giants. Ryan Finley, as a slightly later draft pick, as a guy who's slated to be a number two behind Andy Dalton, that's what's preventing more headlines. But it's certainly not his efficiency or his productivity because Andrew outlined that quite nicely. More on college football later. The pack has another new QB in Matt McKay. More on the ACC with Martin Jarman of Boston College next. Throwback Justice League. You know, Batman, Wonder Woman, Superman, Aquaman. If there was a combine event where you had to talk to marine life, Aquaman is your guy. Zay Jones is dominating the three-cone drill. Aquaman is dominating the talk-to-porpoises drill. This is The David Glenn Show.